This Shabbos, Parshas Miketz, is a rare phenomenon. An entire week of Hanukkah has gone by, and then Shabbos comes, and there's no more Hanukkah. I did a little research, and I learned that this is only the fourth time in the last 50 years that Parshas Miketz does not fall out on Shabbos Hanukkah, and it won't happen again for another 17 years. Okay, well, rather than mope about it, we can appreciate the Haftarah, that is very infrequently lame this week. One of the most famous biblical stories about Shleim HaMelech does not get enough airtime because we barely ever lane it. But when it does come up, I guess we have what to learn from it. The Haftari relates the first court decision that Shleim HaMelech, the wisest of all men, uh, rendered after assuming the mantle of kingship. It tells of two women who lived in the same house and had both given birth at the same time. Unfortunately, misfortune struck one of them, one of the women, and her child died in his sleep. Intent on retaining the child for herself, she claimed that her child was actually kidnapped by the other woman and replaced with that woman's dead child, while the other totally denied the accusation. With minimal deliberation, Shlema Melech ordered a sword to be brought, and the live baby is going to be divided equally amongst the two women. Horrified, the true mother cried out and pleaded with the king that the child should be spared and given to the other mother. The other mother calmly accepted the judgment, agreed to slicing up the child. Shleim HaMelech immediately ruled that the woman, who, the woman who frantically expressed her compassion was the child's true mother. The Malbim highlights over here the king, Shleim HaMelech's thought process through the analysis of the exact wording that each woman said. One woman said, no, my son is the live one and your son is dead. And the other one said, no, your son is dead and mine is alive. The Malbim notes the different priorities in the two women's statements. One woman prioritized the life of her son and the other prioritized the death of her friend's son. This subtlety revealed the true intention of the imposter. What disturbed her was that the live child belonged to someone else while her own child had died. What she couldn't tolerate was the fact that her friend would enjoy her own child, and she could not. Therefore, it did not really matter whether she would receive the live child or not. As long as he wouldn't be given to her friend, she would be happy. Shlomo Melech listened carefully to the words and discovered her true focus and concern. He anticipated with confidence that her true motivation and interest would surface when he ruled to cut the baby in half. And so that's exactly what happened. Once she heard the words of equality, both or neither, she was perfectly content and easily agreed to Shlomo Melech's surprising verdict. The world talks about a two-state solution whereby Israel and the Palestinians will live side by side in peace, happiness, and prosperity. It has been the dream of dozens of presidents, world leaders, to accomplish this great feat, to achieve this uniquely singular goal, and enter the pantheon of world history forever. What most still haven't realized is that this achievement is unachievable, and this attainment is clearly unattainable. Shlomo Melech understood that the two women were not on the same wavelength, nor had the same mindset when it came to the life of their child, and it was clear to him what needed to be done. Similarly, in the case of Israel and the Palestinians, the two sides have different priorities. Israel prioritizes life above all else. It's a country of survivors who willed themselves to continue living through one horror after another for many, many years. Out of the ashes of the Holocaust, The Jewish people emerged determined to live and prosper and make the world a better, a more livable place. 
Even when they battle their enemies, they prioritize life by risking strategic advantages just to ensure the safety and continued living of civilians, not to mention the rescue of, of living hostages at the expense of a quick and resounding victory. On the other hand, the Palestinians, they value death. If you don't believe me, they're the first ones to say it. They have no problem dying or killing others. For them, the priority is not to secure a land where they can prosper and join the world as a legitimate country and a nation state. They have no intention to live side by side with Israel, with the Jewish people. All they want to do is kill Jewish people. All they care about is to inflict damage on the enemy, not in any way, shape or form that will make themselves better. They're happy to remain permanent refugees so long as the world keeps supplying them with money, food, and fuel. They're happy to be led by terror organizations so long as it allows them to enjoy their national pastime, bombing, stabbing, and killing their neighbors. So this Haftar is unusual as far as the amount of times, times that we actually read it. But in truth, the story behind the story is playing out on the world stage right in front of our very, our very eyes. Obviously, there is no Shleiman Melech today who can get up in front of the United Nations and explain it to them, explain to the whole world. But you know what? If someone would simply bring this to their attention, it might go a long way towards understanding where their priorities should be placed. Are there any volunteers? <laughs> 